0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Welcome in here to the Shootaround. I am Ryan Gilbert. Today we are joined by former Wildcat DJ Johnson. As always, we're sponsored by the part-time beverage company. Be sure to check them out at your local liquor store. DJ, my man, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm
1: good. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time to to hop on here with us. Before we talk about just K-State basketball and stuff, I want to ask you what you've been up to since leaving Manhattan. I know you spent some time in the G League. Now you've tapped into sort of the real estate side of things. What have you been up to?
2: Yeah, so um, played overseas, played in the G the past couple of years. Uh, During my offseason, always based in Kansas City to train, but also working for Better Homes and Gardens, where I work as a commercial and residential real estate agent. Um, Haven't played anywhere this past year. So I graduated with my master's in May in urban planning and been practicing the last nine months for a firm called Shock Consulting, and they do urban planning. But a large part of that is the real estate piece of it. So just applying my knowledge and skills there and still taking care of some residential clients.
1: I saw you on uh, on Thursday in Kansas City sitting behind the K-State bench against TCU. K-State wasn't able to get that one, uh, but but they had a hot start. Kind of what went wrong in that game and, and just some overall thoughts and takeaways from that loss to
2: TCU. Yeah, I think just turnovers. Um, turnovers, maybe not the best decisions uh, going forward, following those turnovers and just getting sped up. Same thing we experienced against them the first time we played them at their place. Um, I thought rebounds, we didn't get out-rebounded too badly um, last time I checked. And, I mean, I think TCU shot the ball the best they shot it off season. They were 50% or more from three. So that surely doesn't help our case with 22 or 20-plus 20 turnovers.
1: What have you thought of Jerome Tang in his first year at K-State?
2: Oh, man, I love it. Um, (laughs) Love what he's doing. Uh, The guys seem to be enjoying it. The fans, they seem to be enjoying it. So you can't ask for a better leader to come on board, and especially with all the excitement he's had over the last eight months or even, say, the 12 months. You know, we started off with two recruits and got an entire team. And, you know, we – we're, we're competing for a big 12 title, you know? And um, I think with that, it's just like, it just sets the bar for what he's going to be bringing to the future. Was it tough
1: to maybe accept a, a new coach after Bruce Weber left? Um,
2: I wouldn't, not for me. Um, I'm, I'm open to whoever is going to do something or is willing to, Support the university or uh, the men's basketball program. So, if he's a great fit and the players love it, I love it. If they like it, I love it. Is what I always say.
1: You mentioned the recruiting. K State's got four, or th- excuse me, three four star signees for for the upcoming class. One of them is Michaela bridge in the St. Louis area. Yeah, DJ is a former St. Saint, St. Saint Louisian. Is that the right way to say it? How does that just? How special is that to see for you? And how, how important of an area can that be for, for Jerome Tang to recruit?
2: I think it's great because we've always, you know, St. Louis connection to Manhattan has always been a thing. Yeah. from You know, and then even back in the 80s with some of those other guys that I met over the Legends weekend, I don't know, we had so many St. Louis guys that came to Manhattan. So uh, I think it's really important, you know, you get some really good athletes there. Um it's always sometimes I feel like a flyover city compared when you get when you talk about athletes. But we got a lot of athletes there. And I think Michael Rich is definitely uh, one of those guys who can come there and make an immediate impact.
1: You talked about the turnovers, DJ. What's the specific cause of the turnovers for this Kansas State team? And, and how do teams in general just kind of cut back on turnovers as well?
2: You know, I think uh, a lot of it's just our decision-making and playing kind of loosely. And you don't want the guys to play too tight either because, I mean, they're athletic and they can they can do some good things. And when they do succeed on some of those riskier plays or riskier pass, it's good. But uh, I, think, I think that might be the cause of them, just guys playing loose and knowing that if I throw this lob, I know he can, I know Johnson can go and grab it, you know, or – I can make this behind a back pass. I know was coming back to dunk it behind me, you know. So just having a lot of confidence in the team, and that's good. Um, I think that and – but more maybe just getting sped up when we shouldn't really get sped up. And I think the guys, they know that. Like, we easily got sped up by TCU first game in this last game. We played them in the uh, Big 12 tournament.
1: How much could this team use a player like D.J. Johnson? You know, they're very athletic and – they're long, they're physical, but they don't have that true center down low in the paint. How much could this team just use a guy like you?
2: Uh, I think it could help. For sure it could help, you know, I feel like a lot of games that we've played if we had someone um if we played against a, a opponent that dominated the post, we, we sometimes struggle against those teams. Uh, but then again, you could say that I could hurt it because I never stepped out <laughs> and shot threes like Tomlin. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, the game is changing, and we definitely need that the stretch of the floor and bring that big man out at times. And it's great to see Tomlin out there and being confident and shoot threes. And Egiola has definitely stepped up with his post defense uh in a post and finishing around the basket. So I'd say they they got a, a good combination between Egiola and uh and Tomlin. You know, I'd be doing the same sure. thing if I was uh shooting right. threes, but I never got an opportunity to.
1: So coach, they wouldn't let you or they wouldn't let you shoot threes at all? Man,
2: I was scared I was gonna lose my scholarship if I <laughs> shot a three. They was gonna take it away or something.
1: So is there a player? On this team, there's there's not that one guy that's as big as you, as dominant as you. Is there one player that just might be your favorite to watch?
2: Man, I couldn't put my finger on, on one of them. All of them, they come to the game and they do something special. Um, even the guys that come off the bench, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they come and they, they make their impact. They make it known that they're in the game. So it's always great to see. And um, it reminds me a lot of the team that we had maybe my sophomore year Uh, in my ratio junior where I sat out. We had a lot of talent on that team Uh, and we won a lot of games, you know, won a lot of games against top 25 teams. Uh, But everybody came on and added. uh, They share the ball well. That's never them being selfish or being hugging the ball. I sit back with my girlfriend and I just tell her, damn, I love the way that they they move the ball so well. That's good basketball. So that's always good to see. So I really couldn't put my finger on one player. Um, I, I'd be kind of biased if I said Noel just because he's he rode through the storm. Um, you know, him and then seeing Ish coming back from injury and making all those threes, like it's, it's always great to see that. Um, guys that make it through the change and continue to press on and then make their way back into the NCAA tournament because me and Wesley, we essentially did the same damn thing.
1: You talked about the turnovers and we'll, we'll we'll touch on the NCAA tournament here in the second half, but are those turnovers the number one thing that is holding this team back from making a deep run in March Madness?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's going to be a large part of it. Uh, the turnovers and, um, you know, just having somebody down there to rebound the ball, um, I think the guards they do a good job corralling it and bigs are doing a good job on boxing. I think turnovers are gonna be that gonna be a gonna make a difference. We shoot the free throw, we shoot free throws well. We we make threes at a decent rate too. Um Inizio has been doing great in the post. I kept saying throughout the season, man, I don't know. We need a big guy inside that's gonna, you know, go in there and and you know be that hockey goon or whatever it may be. Um, but I feel like Ijo has done a really good job as of late, really post defense. I don't know if you watch the film back, but I just be seeing them guys try to duck in on him. He's moving. He's got his head on a swivel down there, and that's always great. Um, you know, and I think adding some shot blocking wouldn't help wouldn't hurt us at all. So just that.
1: DJ, we'll wrap up the first half with this. I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions, if that's cool, you, OK. Yeah. Favorite teammate that you played with?
2: Justin Edwards.
1: Okay. Favorite game that you were ever a part of?
2: Uh, That's a tough one. I'd probably say beating KU back when we were sophomores. I scored like nine points in overtime.
1: Okay. Your least favorite opponent that you ever – or least favorite player that you ever had to guard on a different team?
2: I'd say it's a tie between George Niang and Perry Ellis just because – they, we were in the same class, but they had so much more skill than me coming in as freshmen. I mean, they played at every single level, post, three, mid-range game, everything, and they could bring the ball up, dribble, and shoot.
1: Last one I've got for you, DJ, and I know, I know how you feel about the refs in the Big 12. I want to ask you, do you have a least favorite official from when you were playing?
2: No, man. I you probably- can't say
1: that? I mean, that might hurt the real estate business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd okay. say they all pretty equal because I feel like everybody <laughs> gave me three fouls, you know, and that three fouls in the first ten minutes was just the thing that they did to me. So they all even in my book. How how
1: do you navigate that as a player and not get so frustrated? Because Naquan Tomlin is a guy that really has battled foul trouble this year.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, you just gotta pick and choose better because you know, you don't have your hand in there, he can't call it. So that's kind of what I keep keep in mind uh, moving forward. And it's just something that you learned as you, you know, I think he's, he might be a sophomore or race shirt sophomore or something like that. So, you know, you get older and it's just like, you don't even want to give it a try, Make get ready for the next play basically. You might be able to let that layup go and get back down and make a bigger impact on the other side of the floor.
1: Sure. He's DJ Johnson. I'm Ryan Gilbert. We'll take a quick break here on the shoot around. Welcome back in here to the Shootaround. I am Ryan Gilbert. Today we're joined by former Wildcat DJ Johnson, as always we're sponsored by the part-time beverage company. DJ, what do you remember most just about playing in the NCAA tournament?
2: They treat you well. Um, I remember playing my first year here. Uh, We played at Sprint Center. We were four seed. Um, Everything was just taken care of we didn't have to worry about too much just sit in focus on the game and and perform uh we stayed at the intercontinental which was like an amazing hotel that sits on a plaza uh ate good food um and just bonding with those guys that are preparing to leave like J. L. martavius and rodney magruder so um those are the most memories i have from it my parents being able to come up being from st louis and coming And then the following year, going to play in St. Louis for the 2014 uh, NCAA tournament was special, too.
1: I was going to ask you about that game against Kentucky. How tough was that for you? You had a foot injury and you ended up having to redshirt the entire next season. Just walk us through that process of, you know, your journey to to get back onto the court, but also, you know, not being on the court to, to finish out that game you know, and that was what ended the season. And also, like you mentioned, being in front of, you know, friends and family.
2: Uh, Man, I think I could have been a help for sure. Um, I got I got one shot in the game. I think I I got fouled and I knew I broke my foot and I told the guys at the free throw line, like, man, I heard a snap. Mm-hmm. It's over. I'm going to the locker room. <laughs> Let me get on the board because I didn't get to play my freshman year in a tournament at all. So, um. Just hard, you know, my mom parents seeing me like that. Um, I think my mom had on a boot at the time too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just it, it 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 wasn't great. Um, and I, you know, I wish we could have we had an opportunity to to get back to that or had a second bid that can come in and step in place for me. But Stephen Hurt, he didn't come by till the following season and uh Thomas couldn't do it all on his own. That same Kentucky team went to the final four that year, or maybe the, the championship game. I think they played against like, uh, Frank Kaminsky and, uh, especially tough for Wesley. I remember him because he played, grew up playing against the Harrison twins and that was that same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just tough. Uh, road to recovery was, was even more difficult. Uh, but I had a really great, great support group with Chris Lowry and, um, Luke Saber, especially Luke. Um, yeah, I mean, he's taught me how to walk twice, you know, from start <laughs> to finish, just totally how to walk again, uh, had me change my diet. If you ask me who was I was closest with staff-wise, I'd say Luke Saber, And he's an amazing athletic trainer. Like I said, I, all I can say is he taught me how to walk twice. So gotcha. uh, he made my recovery a lot easier. And then facilities at K-State, too, just – being an underwater treadmill, just about every other day, um, applying weight and just easing my way back onto the court was really good for me.
1: Would you like to see K State? I mean, they got revenge in twenty eighteen. Would you like to see them play Kentucky again in the in the second round?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I think I think it's common. It's it's a common denominator that everyone has. Like, not everyone has a big, but Kentucky has a big this year. But I, I like our odds against him, especially with our guard play. I think our guard play is, like, some of the best in the nation for sure, especially when we get going, how I know we could get going. And I think that's probably the, the one thing I'd say about this season where I've been like, come on, like, I know what you guys can do. Yeah. Um, and I expect that every game. And I know coaches expect that from them every game. And, you know, fans expect that from them every game. But I'm like, man, I know y'all could play some of the games that we've lost that are close or – we just didn't show up. I'm like, I know they got it. So we just need to turn it on. If we can turn it on, I'd love to see Kentucky there again and show them who the real Wildcats are.
1: How do you guard a big man that Kentucky has, like Oscar Shvibwe, when you don't have that DJ Johnson? Is it your Naquan Tomlins and Bay just, you know, all going up and and being strong and physical? Is that
2: all it takes? I mean, I think um, – I really think has done a really good job. Just a lot of the post-defense stuff that he's been doing lately, uh, probably the last two months or so, uh, I think it's been great. He got his head on a swivel. He's standing in the split stance so nobody can go and duck him in. He's denying the ball. He's got help on the backside. So it's not just going to be him by himself. But, of course, that ball pressure, him doing what he can to make that post-entry pass look, like it's not there, and then that backside help. And you know, um, you know, if, if he's not in the game because he's not always going to be in there. Um, Tomlin and what's the kid again from the uh, Netherlands? David Gasan, yeah. Gasan, if he's in there and he maybe not got, the, I don't, I haven't seen him play much defense down there. But if he is down there, I mean, just ball pressure and having backside discourage the pass so they don't get it inside. I think it's going to be. The, our best bet. And I know we can do it. We've seen them do it before, We've Seen Noel coming in there diving on the backside when they try to lob in the past. So it's all things that we know and we can prepare for.
1: I want to backtrack and, and you mentioned the you know playing in Kansas City. That was your last ride with JO and Rodney Martavius, all those guys. Mm-hmm. How do you manage those emotions here for Kansas State? Um, just in the NCAA tournament, knowing that this is, you know, the next loss, there isn't going to be a tomorrow. How do you manage those emotions? knowing that, you know, this could be your last game?
2: You know, it's uh, it's tough. You just got to go out there and, and leave it all on the court. And it seems like they have a really tight niche group. And, you know, I'm sure those conversations the men had where they know, you know, this is it. And if I could, if they're watching this, get them one. Piece of advice is just leave it all on the floor. You know, I um I played terrible my senior year against Cincinnati uh, in an NCAA tournament, and you know I look back at it constantly, look back down on it for years like damn, I wish I would have did this a little bit more. I wish I would have um just what looking back, looking at the film, wish I would have did some certain plays wrong or. Thinking back that I could have prepared you know don't have no regrets just go out there and play y'all game y'all y'all know what y'all doing y'all experience and you got a lot of talent and y'all prepared everything y'all prepared to get to this moment you know y'all deserve it take advantage of it
1: if you had to say anything to the coaches would there be anything that you would want them to know just as a former player about playing in March Madness
2: because you mentioned
1: what you would say to the, to the players obviously
2: yeah man they, they they've been there too in their experience you know so do what you guys always do they, mm-hmm. i think they know that you know they they just watching them even on tv they take care of the guys make sure the mentals right and they doing everything they're supposed to be doing you know uh, the communication on the bench is great it seems like so they they know what they're doing they've been doing it for a while I got a
1: two-part question. What's it going to take for any team in general to make a deep run in in March Madness? And then also, what is it going to take for this K-State team specifically to make a deep run in March Madness?
2: I think for any team, you're going to have to – I don't know. It's kind of like a a double-edged sword. You're going to have to have somebody to defend the post or – you're going to have to have somebody defend the post and you need somebody to stretch out the floor too. Um, and okay. I think that's just like common on what I see in like every single team, even in the Big 12. I mean, you might have like two or three teams that got a solid big, but everyone else is kind of playing small ball. Um, I think that's going to be big. The De- Defense and NCAA tournament always. And whoever gets the most layups is something I think that's like going to be prevalent, especially this year. Who who who's going to get the most layups? Uh, that defense, you know, shoot the ball decently. I mean, I think we shot the ball like sixty three percent when we were in Dayton, Ohio, in that first four end game, and we got to the second game, and I I think we might have shot thirty five percent, thirty three percent, something. So just knowing your game and knowing when to back off, picking the good shots, and we got great seniors, great point guard and game controller in Noel. So I think that's going to be important for on the K-State side, um, just controlling that tempo, making the right plays. Every play don't got to be a home run, even though it's mad exciting. Cause I mean, we got guys that can go up and get those lives. We got guys that can shoot the ball from the logo, logo Steph, And, you know, so it's exciting <laughs> to see, but every, every play don't got to be a home run is something I would tell those guys.
1: Uh, Tang has mentioned how the first game of the NCAA tournament is the toughest one to win. And after that, it, it doesn't necessarily get easier. It just doesn't get harder. Would you agree with that? And, and what are the keys to just winning that first game?
2: Man, I think a lot of emotions are flowing and I can't really speak to it. I didn't get to play my freshman year in the NCAA tournament. In my sophomore year, I broke my foot and I was out And, um, you know, that first round of 64 or first uh, last four in game, it um, it it was a difficult game, especially because it was a quick turnaround. But I think he's right in that aspect. You know, we got that game and um, we just kind of rolling and felt like felt good, you know, but I've only won one game in a tournament myself, so I can't speak to it.
1: You mentioned the turnaround. Obviously, you had to travel to a different city because it was the play-in game, but what's the process like just not having, you know, that much time to prepare and, and scout and look over your your next opponent?
2: Yeah. I don't know if it was a disadvantage because I mean you you've done it all year and the coaching staff that we were with, they were experienced just like this coaching staff. So um I don't think it's it's such a big A big turnaround, you know, we've had games where we play back to back or a day in between. So I think uh, no challenges on that front, Um, especially with that day of rest in between. I think we'll be okay. Uh, preparing for them, you know, scouting report, doing 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 everything you did throughout the season. Nothing, nothing new, just different opponents.
1: Couple things before we wrap it up, DJ. Uh playing in the Big 12, it's been tough for, for years, right? It was tough when you were playing. It's still tough today. How different is that going to be for this K-State team just to play a team that's not in the Big 12?
2: Um, well, I hope it's not too difficult and I hope they realize that, you know, this team, Montana State, is Montana State. Yeah. They they're in the NCAA tournament for a reason, just like everybody mm-hmm. else. And they put their socks and their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And, you know, don't be like us. We came out against LaSalle kind of flat, got down by 20, 19 points. Everybody in that tournament is there to play, and they're there for a reason. So um, don't make it tough. Don't play down a competition because I know we do that a lot. I feel like we do that often. Like We play down, and then we, we got to play catch up not the time or place to do it. We need to come out like we have. And, and uh, we need to come out how we did with TCU and maintain that throughout the entire game. DJ, we'll wrap it up with this. What is
1: Kansas State's ceiling in the NCAA tournament this season? I don't think we got one.
2: I like our guard play. I like our bigs, the, the, especially the ones, uh, Tomlin and, um, Easy old, uh, I, I like, I like all of them. I like everything. I like what everybody does and I really don't think that gives us a seal and that gives us an edge to where we can stretch the floor. We can defend inside. We got great guard play. We can shoot the three. Well, we got guys that can drive, not afraid to get their nose dirty. I love seals. I'll dude, dude is just come in there just a bulldog. So you got to love that hustling back and forth, turn the ball over running down there get a block. That's, that's some stuff that I would be doing, you know? So, uh I just don't think they got a ceiling, man. They got a lot of great pieces and they can make something happen, you know, really get it popping in a tournament.
1: Awesome. DJ, I really appreciate you taking time with us and look forward to uh, to watching K-State here in the NCAA tournament. Hey, me too, man. Go Cats. Once again, he's DJ Johnson. I am Ryan Gilbert. This is The Shootaround.